This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right at that time, 818, you're tuned to WGNS. And in studio with us this morning, we have guests from Habitat for Humanity, and we'll be talking about different events coming up, one of which is Hammered Down for Habitat, the Poker Run, which is right around the corner. And Melissa Cross with us today, the director for Habitat, the marketing director. Melissa, how are you this morning? I am great, Scott. Thank you for having us. So I guess starting out, first kind of tell us what the Hammer Down for Habitat Poker Run is, and then we'll introduce the rest of the guests and everything. Great. Well, we love Hammer Down for Habitat. It is um, started out originally as a motorcycle run about 100 miles, and along the way they pick up poker cards. So that's why it's a poker run. And then they will all come back and end up at Hop Springs Beer Park, which is a wonderful place, a very popular place um, for events. And um, so this year we're actually having cars and we're having a 26.2 mile marathon relay run. Um, our, we have a group called Redeemed Runners who are putting that together so people can run or drive a car or ride their bike. Oh, cool. And Megan Hutchings also with us today and Tina Busey, both from Habitat for Humanity. So uh, this, this run, uh, that's on foot, huh? Is everybody? So that will be on foot. Absolutely. <laughs> that, yeah. that, I don't know that I can uh, handle that one. That's, well, it is, that's a lot of a, miles It's there. a relay run. So if you have a team, you might run just a little bit. 50 and feet then have, <laughs> Yeah, 50 feet would do it. Um, and then the rest of the team picks it up. Um, a lot of these people from Redeemed Runners are experienced runners. Um, but, you know, any group can do it. And, again, they just have to, as a team, make that, that whole re- relay run. So is the uh, run before the beer park stop or after the beer so park stop? So all of it starts in the morning. The runners start at 7.30. The bikers and, and cars start at 8.30. And then they all get back to... Hop Springs Beer Park by about noon and then we'll have lunch and entertainment and prizes and all sorts of activities. And then also coming up the Cooking to Build and that's uh, what November? That's Saturday, November the 6th, the very first um, Saturday in November. And uh, the tradition is painting your own bowls for the chili. Yes. Uh, So people can already start doing that or is that about to happen it started yesterday and it will run through um october the 15th and they can go to either pottery place location either the one um at the avenue or the one um beside nukes on memorial and um they will have the painting to go as an option again this year as well so how many bowls do you expect to get i I mean what's the record so far how many Uh, bowls are painted each year um last year we were right at 600 Um, And that was a combination of bowls that people in the community painted and then um, bowls that the Pottery uh, Pottery Place staff also painted. Um, And then we also, two years ago, started ordering our own bowl. It's a little bit smaller and it has our logo on it and the inside color changes every year. 
so. And then the actual chili cook-off and all of that, what, what is that all about? Because that's been going on for several years now. So this is our 14th year, um, and we um, have it on the square. It's the first Saturday after the farmer's market ends. So if you've been doing that every Saturday, just keep doing that. And then we have um, cooking teams lined up all around the square that provide five to seven gallons of chili, soup, or stew. And then people go around and sample those. And we do have a Golden Bowl Award that we do present every year. Okay, and how many different winners are there each year? Um, we just have one each year. Um, last year, Richard Luniak um, with the Hammer Down booth actually won. Um, he'd been uh, trying for several years, so we were really excited that he finally won um, the Golden Bowl Award. And then all the money raised at these different events obviously go to Habitat for Humanity, but how are the funds used each year? Well, we either put them towards a, a specific build or we um, put it into the general, our general uh, fund for keeping the, uh, b the builds going and our mission of affordable housing going. And on top of that, the proceeds from the Habitat Restore all go to our administrative costs. So the wonderful thing about Habitat is that if you donate to Habitat, that's going to affordable housing and our builds and our families. And um, then the admin costs are taken care of with the Restore. Now, one of the home builds that has been talked a lot about lately is the Unity build. Tell us a little right. bit more about that and who all does that involve and, and who is the house for? That is, um, so we had a Unity panel build on July 24th, and that was a great event. Um, and the Murfreesboro Muslim Youth and First Cumberland Presbyterian Church all raised money for that. They raised a little over $5,000. And then Thrivent Financial came in with another $5,000. And then State Farm is matching that with another $5,000. So that was for the panels, the wall panels, for the Unity build. The Unity Build will actually start this Thursday, where they'll put up those walls at our Legacy Point uh, affordable subdivision. Now, Legacy Point, that is a new subdivision here in town that I guess is exclusively being built out by Habitat for by Humanity. By Habitat, right. How many homes are expected to be there once everything is complete? That will be 77 homes, and it's 18 acres. And the reason we bought that was because properties, as you know, are so expensive now in Murfreesboro that where we could buy lots for $10,000, they're now asking 80000 Yeah, prices. I mean, it's, it, it's going up so fast. How, how much has the price of a new home increased since you've been, you know, working with Habitat for Humanity in this area? Right. Well, because of COVID and because of logistics of... of getting supplies in and everything like that, our, many of our building costs have gone up 300%. Wow. So that means that the lumber package that we used to get for three to $5,000 is now costing fifteen dollars to $20,000. So the walls that we built the other day, that's why we needed to raise that 15000 for it, 
because that's covering the the cost of the walls, the lumber. And of course, the cost of buildings going up all across the United States. So this right. isn't just a local thing, right? So, it is all across the U.S. So the Legacy Point subdivision. How do you go about applying in order to get a house there? Uh, we take applications um, March, February, and March um, every year, and we now have. I think 10 homeowners who are in the queue to get a Habitat house. And when I say get a Habitat house, they actually earn it. They're not given a house. Um, We have 10 families who are going through doing their sweat equity, and that's usually 300 to 400 hours of sweat equity. And then they do 30 weeks of financial education and homeowner education so that they can maintain their home and know how to keep their home and those who actually get the house they're actually paying for it i mean they're they're financing this home just like anybody else correct just like any mortgage they will have a mortgage um monthly mortgage fee usually right now that's 700 to 800 dollars whereas these same people have been buying have, have been paying for rental properties of usually a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars so um you know they've got an immediate savings buying a house as opposed to renting and the price of a starter home these days is much different than just you know even 10 years ago in rutherford county right right. so i'm sure that leads to more people applying to you know hopefully get a house through habitat those who may not be able to get a house otherwise right our our families make earn about 30 to 80 percent of the area median income so they would not normally qualify for a mortgage and they really don't have much hope of of buying a home and we all know that when you own your own home and you're building your wealth equity you have so many wonderful things happen The, the impact on our families is so great even down to their kids doing better in school better attendance um, usually our families, the, um, they, they, their careers kind of blossom, and they take great pride in their home. What kind of feedback do you hear from those who are living in a Habitat home, you know, five years from now, ten years from now? What, what kind of feedback do you get? Right. Well, we do surveys with them. We find, and I, I can't give you all the uh, statistics, but we find that they are doing much better. They feel much more confident their um, families feel better and safer and and enjoy their home and their living situation and in this case for legacy point they'll have a real neighborhood with sidewalks and they know their neighbors and they can really enjoy their home so but we do we do surveys with our our homeowners a year out five years out we keep in touch with them because they they become our family again we're talking about habitat for humanity this morning are there habitat subdivisions similar to legacy point elsewhere in the country yeah a lot of the habitats have been doing this nashville has done this um they've done it in putnam county and wilson uh wilson county and williamson county um you know really it gets down to not only the cost of properties because the cost of properties is so high whereas when we bought this 18 acre lot we could get it at a good price Um, and then also it's just logistically it's so much easier on our construction team they can go to one place 
instead of being scattered all over the place with their tools and their equipment and the van and everything. So it really helps them concentrate on, and we can do three or four builds at a time. Again with us this morning, Melissa Cross, Megan Hutchings, and Tina Busey with Habitat for Humanity. So Megan, what are some of the things that you do with Habitat? Um, I am the volunteer coordinator, so um, my primary role is to um, recruit all the volunteers for the home builds and then to retain those for future home builds. Um, And then also I get the privilege of interviewing the families and writing a bio. So when they come in to fill out their application, they're putting basic information down there that's going to help us know if they qualify. But then when I get to interview them, I really get to hear their story, um, you know, their history and um, what's brought them to Habitat. And um, that's one of my favorite parts is to kind of hear, you know, the evolution of where they came from to becoming a homeowner. Um, And then also planning, uh, cooking to build, and then um, the dedications. So what are some of the stories that you've heard that kind of stand out to you? Oh my goodness, (laughs) so many. one family that comes to mind, um, they were they moved here from Egypt, and they were very successful, um, but it was very dangerous where they were living. And when they moved to the United States, none of their education transferred over here. So they basically had to start from square one. And um, they had been here for a couple of years, and they were really discouraged. And then they heard about Habitat. And um, I remember he said, Habitat was the first place that we really saw God. And I was like, yes, you know, that was a, uh, it always feels good to, you know, hear those things. Um, But just stories of like, we had a gentleman that um, lived in the house where his family um, were sharecroppers. And the, um, when the family um, passed away and the house was left to kids, they sold it. So he had never lived like in a home before in a community, but, and he was in his seventies, but the strength of him like far surpassed any of the young fellows out there. (laughs) So just, you know, everybody has their own story, but single moms, married couples, young families, elderly people. Um, I think the common denominator is they're all looking for a place to call home. And our, our unity build, um, family is a single father. And he's a father of four kids, of which uh, three of them are triplets. So, I mean, he's and he's had a very hard time this past year because he was laid off. So he had to get back into work. He had to move his family in with his mother, who I'm sure loved that. But (laughs) I'm sure she'll be very happy that uh, he gets his home and, and gets to move in very soon uh, but a, a single father of four kids four three kids of i think they're all under seven wow yes that, yep. that would be stressful in itself <laughs> are, are y'all ever surprised by some of the stories you hear of families who are moving into a new house always always i, I would say every every story because it's unique to them um and the, i think for for me but i think for the community is like if you're just walking down the street, Scott, people are like, oh, that's Scott. But what if they didn't know you? You could be a future homeowner. You know, that's yeah. the thing. You just don't know the walk, you know, that people are taking or um, if they're going to be a future homeowner, if they're struggling. And I think that's what's really unique is that they're all working towards becoming homeowners. 
And Scott, I want to add that these are all working people. I mean, they work in and provide the services for our community, our growing community. So they work at Aldi and they work at the hospitals and the schools. They all work and they work hard and they work full-time jobs, sometimes two or three jobs. So, um, you know, they're very worthy families and um, they just want to have a home of their own. So what are some of the basic requirements to actually be approved to get a house through Habitat? We have them listed on our website, but um, and, and they do change a little bit every year. There are some income guidelines. I think last year it was 14,000 up to 80 something thousand depending on how many people are in the household so it's, it's surprising to many people that they could actually qualify well you know you, you hear 80,000 it sounds like a ton of money unless you have like 10 kids or something and right well and that's bit. for and so we count all of the incomes into a family okay so it may be a family that has a lot of income may even have you know some of the kids have some income um, so that's why it's that high. I don't think we've had anybody that high. But, um, and generally, they're single mothers um, who are, you know, that, that alone, just having that one income into the family is, even if they work hard and they have a pretty good job. Now, coming up this Thursday night, the Leave a Legacy Dinner, which is right around the corner at, what, 5.30 in the evening this Thursday? Yeah, and it's actually fr- uh, uh, Wednesday. So it's Wednesday. Yeah, okay. we I've, did I've have to move day. it. We've we've now rescheduled it five times oh, okay. because of COVID. And, of course, we had to deal with it's at the MTSU um, Student Union Ballroom. And we also have special guest Eddie George, football legend. Um and this is Wednesday night. Not this Thursday. is Wednesday night, right. And uh, it, so we moved it five times, and, of course, we had to accommodate for their schedules. Um, MTSU happened to have something else that day on Thursday, so we moved it to Wednesday. So what is Eddie George going to talk about? Oh, he's going to talk about we, our theme of our, our event is Doors of Opportunity. And, of course, he had many doors of opportunities, and he knows how to you know get that message out to people to take your opportunities and what to do with them and how to live up to your commitments so uh he's going to talk about all of that so that's this wednesday night and are there tickets still available for that there are not (laughs) we are sold out which is a wonderful thing um so we do have a lot of corporate sponsorships and they've bought tables um and then we have we had single tickets available on eventbrite but we first we had to cut back on it because of COVID because we weren't going to be able to have tables of 10. We then had to have tables of five and have everybody spread out. Um, now we are having the tables of 10, but we have filled up. So if somebody wants to get involved with Habitat, either financially or they want to help out with a build, what do they need to do? They can go to our website and kind of see where it is that they want to get involved. Of course, if they're volunteers, they might might contact Megan. Um, if they want to um, be a sponsor, they can contact me. If they want to be involved with the Restore, they can contact Tina, who I'll introduce. And Tina Busey was, um, has been with the Restore for six years. But she has um, now become our, our Restore Manager, and we're very excited about that. 
Well, let's take a short break, and when we come back, let's get some more details about the ReStore and about uh, what is sold at the ReStore and how you go about getting the different things that are sold at the ReStore. Excellent. Again, this morning we have in-studio guests from Habitat for Humanity, and we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. Time right now, 8.38. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs online at tireworld.us. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with Glenn King. How old were you when you enlisted? Barely 17. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who served in the Korean War. After I got out, eventually ended up working for the federal government. I worked in Huntsville, Alabama at the Army Missile Command. Ended up managing several of the major air defense missile systems. One was the Stinger and the Red Eye, the shoulder-held missile systems. Then there was the Nike Hercules, and then from there, the Hawk missile. And the last system that I had was the Patriot. And the Patriot missile, it, it was highly classified for a long time until the Gulf War. The missiles you're talking about, these are things that are in history books. Well, they're still using some of the systems like the Red Eye and the Stinger. They're heat seekers. You were on the ground floor, so to speak, of seeing these missiles and how they operate and how they're going to be used. One of the things that I was very, very involved in is the training of the armed forces as to how to use the missile systems. Back then, we didn't have any enemies that were trying to encroach on us where we needed to use them. So it wasn't until the Gulf War that we got to use some of them. This has been a WGNS Salute to Veterans with World War II and Korean War veteran Glenn King. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County, and the flagship station. The Wake Up Crow, weekday morning, 6 to 7.50. WGNS, your good neighbor station.
Good morning. Traffic still moving 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Still a lot of traffic volume coming down the interstate there on the Coffee County. We've been in pretty good shape out here in the last hour or so as far as really bad interstate accidents. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check out all their flavors by logging on to GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk. In studio with us this morning from Habitat for Humanity, Melissa Cross, Tina Busey, and Megan Hutchings talking about Habitat and some of the upcoming events. But before the break, we mentioned the Habitat Restore. So I guess starting off this segment, tell us about the Restore and, and how you go about getting the merchandise in. What we do, we take in merchandise from donors. It could be personal donors, could be company donors. We take it in, we get it all ready and everything, and then we sell it. And then like Melissa was saying, that the proceeds go to help administration funds and stuff like that. And what types of things do you have at the Restore? We take in furniture, gently used furniture. We have doors, windows, lighting fixtures. We also sell toilets and millwork, just kind of like a Lowe's and a Goodwill kind of got together and we just have all different types of items. So kind of like a, a mini Lowe's? <laughs> like a mini Lowe's, yes. And if somebody's looking for something in particular, maybe something ornamental off an older house, can, can they put their name in and then you'll call them whenever We don't in? do any type of calls like that. A lot of people just come in and start looking and you will be surprised the older stuff, people clean out their you know granddaddy sheds or their daddy sheds at a times and we do get older items in and a lot of people with older homes do come in looking for those items and they're surprised that we had them after they went all to the different hardware stores and stuff. And, and then where are you located? We're at 850 Mercury Boulevard. Okay and it's it's a pretty good size store. I mean, it's like a big warehouse, if yes. you would. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's the restore here in Murfreesboro. And uh, once more, everything that's sold, the money goes back into Habitat for Humanity. Yes. But I tell everybody that any item that they bring into the store stays in the store. It's sold in the store and then it's reused by the store. So it doesn't, you know, go out throughout the community and outside of Rutherford County. Now, if somebody wants to apply to get into a Habitat home, you know, in the near future, do they come to the restore to do that? Where do they go to do all of that? They go to the office side. We direct them over there. We're all in the same building. We, they just have a single door. We have double doors. So just go to the single door and then they'll be able to help you over there. And, and is everybody back to regular hours with Habitat because of COVID and everything? Is everything Oh, back? yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> so when can they stop by or should they call first before they stop by if they want to apply to get into a Habitat home? So right now, um, we are set to take applications again in May of 2022, but I tell people when they call to check our website regularly because last year we moved, well, this year we moved it up, Um, and so that could change, but the requirements are on our website. Um, They can stop by the office just to get information. We do give out informational packets about applying. Um, but then I do tell them to check the website in case that does change and then they can come in and actually apply. And, and I keep saying get into a Habitat home, but these are new homes, right? I yes. Mean, they're all built <laughs> from scratch for that homeowner. Right. They get to, um, we have different things that they get to choose from. 
So they do get to choose, um, you know, their cabinets, their floors, their siding. Um, we also, um, the appliances we have. So we don't let them go crazy, but we do give them some selections that they get to choose from to so make it their own. They, they don't show up with like a picture cut out of Better Homes and Gardens of some mansion. No. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? <laughs> you know, I think, you know, we try to, um, we have things that we have to adhere to from HFHI to stay within the guidelines. Um, but our construction team is just absolutely phenomenal and our regular volunteers to really work hard to make these homes what the families have dreamt of. And we have beautiful homes. I mean, they're really gorgeous. We we mostly do one story, but we do have some two-story. This next house for the Unity Build will be a two-story house because Desmond has those kids, and they'll be upstairs, and he'll have a bedroom downstairs. But they're beautiful homes, and again, they can choose a lot of their their features of their home stone and, or brick on the front, um, the siding color, the, the cabinets and, and countertops and appliances and all of that. And how many square feet are most of these homes that you're building? They're around 1,200, 1,300. Um, one of the things about Legacy Point that we've never had before is that we have garages now. And that was part of, we have HOA and so we've never done garages on a home before, but all of the houses in Legacy Point do have a garage. And, and have you had those who have come back, you know, after living in the home for five years or so, and they have since sold the home and they've moved on to maybe a, a different area or a larger home as their family grows? Some have, and not many, actually. A lot of them stay with their home for their entire life. Um, but we have had some that, get married and move on or they they move to another area so we have the option of buying back that home a lot of times um, and sometimes we do and then we give those to another homeowner who will will do some improvements on that um, but most people actually stay in their homes and how many habitat homes have been built in Rutherford County so far I mean roughly how many over the years I think this next one is number 176. Mm -hmm. So a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So We built our first home in 1991 here in Rutherford County. And then before that, were homes already built in Nashville, the Davidson County area? I'm not sure when their affiliate was founded. Um, so one thing that some people may not realize is that Habitat International does not go around the country to see where there needs to be an affiliate. A group of people from a community have to approach HFHI and say, we would like to charter or start a habitat within our community. So any idea how many different chapters there are across the country? I think um, there's like 1,200 or so. I mean, we, I think it, we have 44 in Tennessee mm -hmm. alone. That's a lot. Well, and it's a global mission. Yeah. So it's across the globe. It's not just within the United States. So what are some of the countries that habitat is in now see um africa well <laughs> uganda um kenya um ireland um everywhere you can go to habitat international and they actually um have a map of the um the globe and where all the different affiliates are i i'm curious what some of the houses look like in some of those other countries i mean are they a lot different from what we have here oh yes yes i would yeah they're even different across the United States because I was out in Tucson and that those houses have that that look of that area 
So they're, they're different depending on the area. That's pretty cool. So is there like an annual Habitat convention for those who work for Habitat for Humanity so they can see what all these different homes look like elsewhere? Yeah, we, um, so Habitat for Humanity of Tennessee, we have um, a conference every year. And then um, Habitat International will have a conference. We have one next April. Um, And so there'll be people from all around the globe that'll come together. Um, But one of the cool things that they do is called a global village trip. And so you can actually go to another habitat in any part of the country or in the globe and actually work on habitat homes there. That'd be pretty cool. Have you done that yet? Uh, It's on a bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) I have three kiddos, so they come first. (laughs) So when a habitat worker does decide to, you know, I'm going to go to Uganda Uganda and, and volunteer or work for two or three weeks, how hard is that to do? I think you can just go to Habitat International's website and there is a global village link and then it'll show you different trips that you can take. And typically they have somebody within Habitat International that will lead that trip um, and help, you know, they've been there before, they're highly trained. Um, There was somebody that worked for Habitat um, in Knoxville several years ago that that was one of the things that he did um, often was lead global village trips. That would be fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. it'd be like a Mm -hmm. mission trip within Mm -hmm. your organization. Exactly. Do you ever have folks who, you know, they get into a Habitat home and then they apply to work for Habitat in the future? Well, we have had actually Mm -hmm. a couple of um, Habitat homeowners who have become employees and um, one of them is our bookkeeper, Lamier Savely. Um, she, I think her home was in 2010, and then we needed some help in the office, so she, she started working there, and she became our bookkeeper. And So, yeah, it does happen. If a business wants to get involved with Habitat and they want to fund a, a portion of a build coming up, how expensive is it? How much money are we talking to help pay for let's say 50% of a future build? Well, our builds now are, um, we have a a $60,000 sponsor for the whole house or an exclusive sponsor like Nissan does where they want to do it all with our team, of course, um, and they pay something, 90-something thousand. But we start with what we call day builds, and that's a great um, chance for a, a company to have a habitat experience and it's a fun experience. I mean, it's a great, engaging kind of thing for their employees. Um, so that's a day build that we usually ask for $2,000 to cover the cost of our materials and what they're going to be doing that day. Um, so they can work the whole day. They can split it in shifts. They can come out and take photos and videos. And a lot of them do. We had a, a group from Acceptance Insurance who had... They got three day builds and they had a great time. I mean, even the the president of the company came out and you know, that's the fun thing is the Habitat homeowner is there working with the president of the company along with the different workers. So uh, it can be a really fun experience. Again with us this morning, Melissa Cross, Tina Busey and Megan Hutchings from Habitat for Humanity. And uh, just again, as we close out this morning, there is the big chili cook-off cook and build coming up right around the corner then also this wednesday night already sold out but it's 
you've got a special guest speaker. What is that event called? So it's Leave a Legacy with Eddie George. And, um, yes, it is sold out. Um, I am going to post some pictures during the event. And um, then we also have a way for people to donate because we're still still collecting donations for that. So um, I'll have all of that on our website and our Facebook. And then the Hammer Down for Habitat Poker Run. That is a 120-mile motorcycle and car poker drive. And that's just throughout the, the country really I mean well throughout when the, I say the country throughout <laughs> Rutherford County but in the country yeah is where that's yeah. going to be we're actually going to go to um uh over over to the west side um probably into Franklin County a little bit as far as their their route um but it's uh 120 miles and it's a great day and great fun and of course the motorcycles and cars like to to drive together um, and as far as cars, we have some people who just bring their car and just do the nice touring ride. And then some people will bring their classic car. And then it all ends at Hop Springs Beer Park. Where is that located? That's out on John Bragg Parkway. Um, if you just go straight out, it's, you'll eventually see it. It's a great venue for music. They've had some big names out there. Mm-hmm. And it actually is a... Um, Brewery. It, it's the brewery that is run by the MTSU, whatever oh, okay. their group is, the brewmasters. And um, so it's a brewery, and they've got a dog park and a trail and um, what, disc golf, mm-hmm. frisbee golf. So it's great fun. So that's $35 per rider or passenger i guess well the passengers actually are 25 dollars. so you could have if you have a motorcycle you pay your 35 dollars, and if you have a passenger they pay 25 dollars. and of course that's covering lunch and entertainment and the run um and then hopefully a little bit of that is is a donation to habitat um they raise enough funds they raise about 20,000 we're hoping actually 30,000 this year so that goes into building half a house. But that's a 120-mile ride or drive. Right, right. So that's a pretty and good And it's distance, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do the Natchez Trace Parkway, which is always fun to drive on that. And then um, I'm not sure the exact route of the marathon run, but they've, they've scheduled that out. Um, so that will be around. It will start at Habitat, the Habitat office, but they'll do that around Hop Springs. And for more information on any of these things, they're all listed on the Habitat website, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And uh, again, if anybody is interested in learning more about a Habitat home or if they want to volunteer or help fund a future build, just call Habitat or go to the website or stop by. Right. And on the website also is the things that we take in the ReStore and how to do that and how to call them. We do pick up large items, so um, they can call if they've got, you know, a couch or some large items to pick up. And once more, the Cooking to Build, that is Saturday, November 6th, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, mm-hmm. so that too is right around the corner. Uh, it's hard to believe. I mean, summer's pretty much over. I mean, we're yeah, getting yeah. into school. Teachers and went back today. Pray for them. <laughs> <laughs> so the summer has pretty much wrapped up for most people out there. And so I guess now start thinking about all this other stuff going on. You know? Yes. So, yep. All right. Well, and what is the web address if somebody does want to learn more details about any of this? It's rchfh.org. 
which star- stands for Rutherford County Habitat for Humanity. Sounds good. Well, thank you all for joining us this morning. Thank you, thank Scott. Thank you, Scott. Time right now, 8.57. We have more news and information coming up next. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk.